Hi, I'm Celia Schilling from Yacht Club Games. This is Stephanie from the Boss Rush Podcast and the Boss Rush Network. Hey, this, this is Mark and Keon from Bonta Affold. Hey, this is Sebastian with the ProNerdReport.com and the Single Player Experience Podcast. Hey, this is Todd Mitchell from Code Right Play. Salutations. This is Mike Carroll from Strollart. Hey, this is Patrick from the Backlog Odyssey. Hey, this is Rune from Runic Codes. Hi, this is Andrew from Spalatterbirds. Hi, this is Barry from Premium Edition Games. Hi, everyone. Jill Grote here from the Indie Informer. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to Roger Reichardt on the Gamerheads Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Gamerheads Podcast. My name is Roger. Along with me are... What? I don't have my normal co-host with me. No, not this week. This week I have my other friends that have joined me. I have Jill Grote from the Indian Former. Hello, everyone. We certainly didn't kill anybody Ooh. to be here. That's how I like to start a show, Roger. I like to start in a dark place and then we can only go up. I, I'm I cannot. True. I'm a cosign what she said. We cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, we, the yeah. well-being of anyone. And we will, however, now. confirm each other's alibis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. uh, we also have Sebastian with us as well from the Single Player Network. Thank you so much for joining us, Sebastian. Man, anytime, anytime. You threw up the back signal, and I was just so excited to be here amongst the super <laughs> friends today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it was funny because and I told you both this off air, but uh, my phone was blowing up all day and I didn't get the chance to check it. And then finally, at the end of the day, I was like, what? What's going on? And both Mike and Phil are like, sorry, we can't make it. And I was like, ah, I got to scramble to find someone. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, Jill, last minute, can you join? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then you're like, are you there? I'm <laughs> like, oh, sorry, yes, I'm here. And then same with Sebastian. I'm like, hey, can you join? And then you had radio silence for me for a while too. So uh, appreciate both of you uh, stepping in. Uh, Mike is in Texas. I don't know why he's. Hey, Sebastian, he's in your area. So. Oh yeah, deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, yeah, and or is he? Uh, and I'm not sure where Phil is, so hmm. no, he he uh, he had some work duties. You know, being a CEO and president of Gamerheads, like apparently is, I don't know. He's got a lot of stuff he has to do apparently. So, but yeah. adulting is hard, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. So anyway, before uh before we get into the games we're playing and such, we do have a couple like news items. Jill, yep. you you are the expert in indie games. Like I'll, anytime... I'll go with it. People yeah. keep telling me that. It makes me nervous. Like, Why? Why? I don't know. I hope I'm an expert. You are. You, you absolutely <laughs> are. Uh, so a little event happened today. Yes. Uh, today yeah. we had the Humble Games Showcase. It's kind of the first summer kickoff indie showcase. And like we set the bar real nice and high because everything on there i was just like salivating over i'm mm. not gonna lie um i am just absolutely you give me a hand-drawn like any game with that art style 
And I'm like, okay, I'm in. And it was just like hit after hit after hit. I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to try everything. And it's so busy right now. I can't. Um, But yeah, absolutely fantastic show. I believe they showed about eight games. Wow. Um, And some of them totally brand new. Some of them just new to me. Some of them were things I was anticipated. I'm so glad to see them getting uh, like support in a publisher from publisher that is the humble games is a publisher. Um, so I'm really glad to see them getting the support so they can do their vision. The biggest one on, on that particular category for me is called bow path of the mm. teal Lotus. And if you've not seen this game, I so recommend you just go to like type it in and check it out on steam because it is essentially like it is, um, inspired by Japanese folklore and the art style is just it's like uh like ink painting and like origami and it's just this mo- it's so fantastically wow. beautiful even if the game sucked which I don't think it will because it looks very good <laughs> I would still play this just to like see it visually happen in front of me um and like this is a game I had known about before the art style really caught my eye but again this kind of small developer finally having some kind of like publishing support uh, mm. for marketing and for like financial things. That usually means that you're going to get a lot more, a bigger audience, which is great because people should be paying attention to this. Hopefully that also means that we get a release on more things. They haven't announced anything, so I don't want to get anyone excited, but uh it's just great to see it. We are looking for that in 2024 and I I think they're going to hit that. So I'm very, very excited for this. Wow. Um, that sounds cool. I haven't, I didn't yeah. see, I, I didn't get to see any of this. Although, you know what I did do? I subscribed to your, your newsletter. Yeah, you did. I saw that. Thank you so much, Roger. <laughs> and I got an email that said, Hey, recap. And I'm like, Oh, I have to check that out. But I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. Cause I've been yeah. running around. It's- yeah, anybody who wants to like catch my stuff, uh, you can go to uh, the Indian Former website, scroll down to the bottom, there's a little subscribe bar, put your email in. I think you can choose, maybe Roger, you would know better than me at this point. Uh, I think you can choose between getting an email every time something posts or getting like one big yes. thing at the end of the week. Yes, you can. Okay. And I think I think I said, just send me everything. Yeah. I want to say whenever it's posted, just send me something. Cause like, I, I like that, but at the same time I, I thought about it, I'm like, oh no, what if someone subscribes and they get like all these annoying pings? So, like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that's happened to anybody. Um, but just to run through very quickly, the other ones that, that have caught my eye and that people should be checking out. Uh, there is something that was, I believe newly announced here is called hashtag blood. And it's literally a hashtag. What? B L U D. Hashtag oh. blood. Okay. Uh, and it's like Saturday morning cartoons, like 90s style. So like real nostalgic era for me, Saturday morning cartoons. But you're like fighting zombies or mm-hmm. not uh, vampires. So you're vampire slaying. So it's like super bloody and not for kids, but it looks very kiddish. <laughs> so I just love that combination. Um, we got a... A new reveal, yeah, totally first look at Lost Skies. Hmm. Um, so, and it's weird because it's the developer, Bossa Games, behind like 
surgeon simulator so like not it's a totally new thing from them you're like it's an adventure multiplayer survival game about flying around in the sky and it's like the world has ended and there's just like a few ragtag like surviving humans and uh it's really early development they're doing some kind of early access thing that they don't want to call early access for some reason um but it's gonna like be involved like involving the community so if you're really interested in that developer or uh this game if you go and check it out uh, they're, they're planning on some kind of news later on this year. That's all I really know. Uh, another really big thing that's going to get people really excited, and I've had a lot of chatter on different areas that I check out on the webs, uh, is Wizard of Legend is getting a sequel. So Wizard oh, of Legend cool. 2 uh, is planning to come out, but it is not made by the de- original what? development team. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it's being made by Dead Mage Games, which is the oh. developer behind Children of Morta. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. I liked Children of Morta, though. Yeah, that was a fun that's experience. a great game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not too worried. And it's and they were very clear that they are um, working with the original developer uh, as a consultant. Ah, interesting. So, like, the, the original developers are in, in the mix somewhere, but... They're changing things up. The biggest change that I'm seeing is uh, graphical art style is different. You've, you're we're away from the pixels, and into kind of a 3D, you know, visual style, which uh, I personally enjoy the the pixel look. So yeah. I'm gonna have to get used to this, but you know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You know what's funny about that? Um, yeah. I interviewed, uh, I interviewed uh, members from uh, Dead Mage and. I asked him about the art style of Children of Morta, and I said, what, what, because it was all like hand painted pixel art, mm-hmm. right? And I asked him about that, and they said, you know, we, we thought the 3D art would have been a lot harder. So we're like, no, let's go with pixel art. And they said, that was actually way more difficult than, <laughs> than we thought it was going to be. So it's interesting that you said that, that they went away from the pixel art, because that was an interesting comment that he said. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that yeah. makes sense. Watch that was like their only contingency. It's like, yeah, we'll work on this, but don't make us do pixels again. I saw a new game for me, but it, it had its fans already in the chat. Was called Breeze in the Clouds, and you play as a little corgi, and it's a hand drawn, just absolutely fantastic looking. You're fighting pollution, and you've got weather like related powers. I love it. A hundred percent, gonna check that one out. That um, one looks like a really cool beat 'em up game. Yes. Kind of, it, yeah. hundred percent. Uh, and I know, Sebastian, I know you told me that you have a favorite. Don't tell me what it is until the end, okay? Okay, gotcha. Okay, because I, I want to guess. <laughs> um, the other one that I'm really surprised that I I was so taken by um, is actually like a tower builder defense, tower defense, real-time strategy game. And all of those things do not usually interest me. Mm. Um, but it's called Cataclysmo, and it is so freaking beautiful mm. <laughs> like i know there are so many games in here that are just fantastic to look at but like this one besides bow maybe has competition but like it's early in development i can't tell exactly what's going on but it seems like you are building a castle like brick by brick and you're trying to to 
keep it keep everybody alive. It's from the developers behind like Moonlighter. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah Digital Sun. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's cool. So another game I love. Oh, it's so good. Um, we got a another look at Stray Gods, the role playing musical. Um, this is a game that's it's funny for me because it's beautiful. It's a hundred percent down my alley because like I went to school for classical studies so like anything that has to do with ancient gods i'm usually all in but (laughs) like anyone who's excited for it i'm so excited for you guys Uh, it literally is a musical that is a game like it is a musical first and when people whenever i watch a musical i'm like oh now they're singing again like that's the sort of person (laughs) i am I'm the same way. I don't know how much I'm going to like. Maybe I'll play it and just be like head over heels in love with it. But so far, like we'll see. It's beautiful, absolutely fantastic, stunning, stunning cast. I mean, you've got people like Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Felicia Day, Raul Cooley. Like, you've got people in this. So, like, it's going to get a lot of attention, and it's one of those big indie games that people are just going to cover. Uh, last but not least, Superland Six Inches Under is coming to consoles. Uh, it came to consoles today. Oh wow! Yeah, it was like a shadow drop, and it's now on PlayStation and Xbox via Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, check it out. Cool. Um, I will have to check it out because I do have Game Pass. In fact, Sebastian and I do a show called Game Pass Gurus, so we should probably check that game out. <laughs> Yeah, we probably should. It is, uh, it's not quite up my alley as far as like the type of game it is, but I do like good Metrovanias. So I'll have yeah. to check it out. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I was going to try to guess. <laughs> okay. So, judging from like your Superland wasn't that enthusiastic, Stray Gods, not a musical <laughs> guy. Um,. I'm going to guess your ultimate, and you already you already told me it wasn't Bo. So I'm going to guess that it's Breeze. Oh, it's a good one. I'm looking forward to Breeze, but not quite as much as oh. another title. Okay, what are you looking for? It is Cataclysmo. Woo! Oh, yeah. A RTS game. I'm, I'm a pretty big RTS guy. Digital Sun, to me, is one of the most like underrated indie studios right now all, with all things going. I loved Moonlighter, and just recently I reviewed um, The Mage Seeker and really enjoyed that one as well. So I'm like, I, I like the momentum that they have right now, and I like the, the fortress building aspect, it, the fortress building RTS kind of aspect, and I kind of want to see how that kind of like mixes in with all the lessons that they've learned from Moonlighter and Magseeker. Yeah, 100%. And 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 Cataclysmo looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Very like it's much. Just, it's got this it's got this real dark fantasy feel to it that I'm just so in for. Yeah, uh, it, it it almost kind of like it's not apples to apples, but it kind of makes me think of dark like darkest dungeon in in some ways, like the like the tone of it more so than anything yeah. else. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be a game that you go in and you like feel good. No, about. for sure not. <laughs> <laughs> but like any like all of these games are beautiful. You really anyone who's listening should stop what you're doing immediately. Pull over if you're driving. Get out. <laughs> Get out of your car. <laughs> <laughs> and Look go watch 
go to the indianformer.com yeah i have the whole uh thing the whole shebang up the humble game showcase you can watch the whole thing or you can just go through and look at screenshots of the different games that were shown they're so 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 beautiful i love it uh yeah this is, that's a great compliment to listening to this podcast you can go to indianformer.com look that stuff up while you listen to the podcast 100 <laughs> percent. i should also say i should also say i didn't say this in the beginning this is your seventh time on the show right Bum, ba, da, dum. I, I i've i've sort of lost count i'll go with seven <laughs> seven is a great number <laughs> it's above five it is. You are certainly about five. I think last time you were on, it was the sixth time. I think. Okay. And then we were like, oh, you're in the, the sixth guest club. Now you're in the seventh guest club. Wait, yeah. seventh guest club? I don't think you want to be in that club. <laughs> Run. Run. Uh, yeah, no one's going to catch me now. <laughs> that's true. I mean, really, seven. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, At this point, you're alumni. Yeah, yeah. you pretty much. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I already told Phil, like, we had to send you a gift, like some kind of jacket or something, yeah. right? Like. Every time I come on it, just it's a new article of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say the other thing I didn't get to say, uh, or didn't get to, I forgot to say, I shouldn't say didn't get to, I forgot to say this, um, is that you are also a Patreon member. I am. Yeah. And uh, we have that going on too. So thank you for your support. Oh, uh, thank you for like letting me on seven times so I can be real. <laughs> it's also just like shamefully overdue is really what it is i was like i was looking through my patreon going like do 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 look at all my memberships and then i noticed that i was not supporting gamer heads at all oh, and i'm like okay. oh oh no no like, it's have... so good to me and i i, I couldn't <laughs> even bother i'm a terrible person and then i had to do the, the talk of shame when roger got the uh uh little notification saying i joined i'm like i'm so sorry roger oh, no it was not at o- all overlook on my part i did oh not mean gosh. it no no in fact it was quite the opposite <laughs> i was like oh jill so, oh this is so cool like it was i was super excited about it and, well, and the other thing that i will say is this month so every month we do a giveaway and this month because it is you know pretty much legend of zelda month Mm-hmm. Uh, we are giving away a $70 eShop gift card. What, what? Patrons. Yeah. Ooh. So all you have to do is click on the link, which is in the show notes, and as little as $3 a month, you can join the GamerHeads Nation and uh, and then get entered in for a chance to win a $70 eShop gift card that we're giving away at the end of this month. So you have like only a couple more weeks. So there you go. That's exciting. Yeah. Or Jill will just shoot sh- sh- everybody away and then she'll win it. Like, I'll just that's- kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the bodies are stacking up. Yeah, yeah. my body count is high. I yeah. apologize. Just for $70. Woof. Wow. You know, when you got that Zelda craving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about Zelda then. Uh, Sebastian, before we get into this topic I want to talk about, you posted on Twitter. Um, bum, bum. Oh yeah, I was hot taken that day. Yeah, and I I like gave you kind of the sideways look on that one. Uh, that you, <laughs> first of all, apparently you weren't a fan of Breath of the Wild narrative, and you're not a fan of Tears of the Kingdom. 
I mean, I, I'm at least giving the the fair shot. Like both of like I've played and beaten Breath of the Wild. It's I I like I like I have fear of missing out. First of all, I've FOMO. Yeah. So like when a big title comes out like of this magnitude, I at least want to give it its fair due and try it out. And that way, I can have an informed opinion and conversation about it, whether what? it be podcasting what? or anything else. You know, what? you mean podcasters should like be informed about the games they're playing if they're gonna not talk just about go them? from the hip. What? Yeah, yeah. I you, you know like I would I want my We're hot takes that I want. I want my hot takes to have actually have a little bit of weight to them. So like when, so yeah, I hot and Breath, heavy takes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So <laughs> when I was playing Breath of the Wild um, back in the day, um, I I'm a big narrative guy when it comes mm-hmm. to like stories and such like that. And you know, I was playing Breath of the Wild while also rewatching one of my favorite like animated shows of all time, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But I can talk about that all day and every day. But like, or the anime? Oh, oh no, my, not the movie. There was no, no. movie, Roger. No, no. Somebody should be brought up on charges for the movie. 100%. <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that? Who wasn't there a famous director behind that movie though? Yeah, it was M Night uh, Shyamalan, right? Yes. No, it was yeah, M Night yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm like he. He's, we're not gonna. He, we're not gonna. That it doesn't exist. No, nope. for sure not. For sure not. That's almost as bad as the Dragon Ball movie. But I digress. Oh. It, it is. So I was watching that and kind of playing on my couch um, at the time. And I made a sharp discovery that tier, like Breath of the Wild is the exact same story as Avatar The Last Airbender. Like if you really just hardcore think about it, like it's a it's a, about a guy who like when the big moment comes and falls into a coma and wakes up uh, several years after the major event happens, has to go to four corners of like the world afterwards and learn something special from all four like different tribes. Like, yep. and then, and then come back and defeat the ultimate evil. Like Aang had to do the exact same thing, you know, and it's the exact same stories. Aang. Well, okay. it's a narrative structure. It yes. A hundred percent. I will say though, don't you? Okay. So I'm just, uh, I'm just and in their defense, and I'm, and I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, Sebastian. But I do have to wonder, though. Like that is like the hero quest trope, right? Like yes, that is the somebody that's from the outside has to go out. You know, usually go out for something glory, like for glory or some kind of other treasure type thing. And the real treasure is discovering themselves, and they come back. And they. Like, I can understand that, right. but like he had to learn from four different masters of four different elements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think true. perhaps Sebastian is utilizing the the structure of the hero's journey to compare both to contrast the fact that one is narratively fantastic For and sure. the other one is is a hundred percent. I agree with Sebastian. Not that interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, it's it's like when I was playing and watching it at the same time, I was just, it felt like it is the hero's journey, which is a tried and true tale as old as time, but like. Mm-hmm. It is legitimately the, almost the same story without the bending. Yeah. yeah. I can see and, that. I agree with Sebastian on this. I do not think that the narrative is the driver of of really any uh, of this, either this game or Breath of the Wild. Um, where I disagree is that I do think that this is one of the best games of all time. Yeah, but I can understand both, that. Well, both we'll of them. That. Both we'll of get, them. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, 
but there the narrative the the structure that that holds everything is less important than the narrative that emerges as you play it's an emergent narrative game mm. so being stuck on the idea that that um tears of the kingdom is a game centered around this story is uh i think not as important as the things that you do as you are wandering through and the story you create yourself yeah i don't uh, understand that it's a different yeah. form of storytelling and it's right. it's like elden ring did the same thing last year like whereas like your adventures become the primary narrative of the game right yeah and, so, and i i understand as, I, yeah so like as you're going through like i think anybody can kind of recognize when you're playing tears of the kingdom or breath of the wild beforehand um you have like an objective you let's say you're going somewhere to save somebody and then along the way you see a shrine and now you have to do that you see a puzzle and now you have to do that you see someone in distress and you have to help them and like koroks like help the koroks y'all why are you out here butchering <laughs> cute little creatures like so and 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 the way that this game opens up so many new tools to make it your own and to uh, interact with the world in such an interesting way. There's like literally, I can't put it down because I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to that tower over there and unlock the map. But then I found, I don't know how much we want to spoil stuff. So I'm trying really hard not to say yeah. different things, but like yeah. uh, you run into things and you run into like little little strange narratives that you weren't expecting and like maybe you run into like a great fairy and you're trying to help them figure their stuff out and you run into the big aha moment that you had in like Elden Ring is such a good uh comparison here because there is that mo the same you have the same moment in Tears of the Kingdom as you did in Elden Ring where you're like oh my god this game is so much more than I imagined. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I can't wait to continue on this path. But like none of that has anything really to do with the fact that like there's a princess who needs saving. You know, that's that is basically what what the story is is there's a, a, a good knight and a princess in danger and he's off to save her. Like but that's really just an excuse to get you into the world. And from there you create your own your own narrative and that is so much stronger to me personally because it is such a personal thing that you are creating the narrative by what you feel like you want to do and where you are are pulled to go and because there's so much nostalgia in this game like it's weird to say it because breath of the wild is not that old but also i am nostalgic literally for the places in the game so like returning back to my house returning back to like uh the villages returning back to like people that i knew and i've seen before and like npcs that i had saved the world with it you feel it like you immediately have this like oh my gosh look at this place look how it's changed look how it hasn't changed like something about that makes me feel like 
makes me feel, you know, and that's an amazing thing, which is why, you know, it does, you don't get that a lot in Zelda games because they don't have that many sequels. Yeah. I'm so jealous, man. I really am. Cause it's like, I wish I felt that same way. Like I want to feel that same way. It's just like, I, you know, I don't have that emotional connection to any of these characters. Like, because like I, you know, like I wasn't the hugest like fan of Breath of the Wild. Like I, I can't remember any of the characters from Breath of the Wild or locations or anything like that. I kind of like played the game and because I didn't fall in love with it, I it didn't really resonate with me, you know, mm-hmm. like versus like games like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to compare one thing or another, but like from who I am as a gamer and uh, like I resonate so strongly with like games like The Last of Us because I like I can remember those characters. I can remember like their emotional journeys and like they feel almost like real people to me. Whereas like in Zelda, I know some people like really resonate with those characters in Zelda, but a lot of them just feel like tropes kind of for me like or like I don't have any strong like connections with the way they're written or anything like that and I get it like narrative isn't the primary structure here in this right. in this type of game so it's like it's more so about who I am more less so than like what this magnificent game is trying to, and succeeding at accomplishing yeah the other the other I mean it's interesting that you said that Sebastian and Jill what you said there too because the other thing that I think is kind of underlying is with this, and this kind of ties into what you're saying, Jill, is, you know, the narrative that you're creating, but then also you telling, retelling the stories to your friends. Like, that's the part yes. that I'm really, like, like, it, I've said this about games like Fortnite. I've said this game, about games like even World of Warcraft, or uh, I played a lot of Dark Age of Camelot uh, when that first came out. Like, it wasn't so much about, yes, you're going on quests but like what unfolded during that time and that quest in like retelling those stories right of like and especially with like mmo games like fortnite to me i think actually is a very interesting narrative story like doesn't have like the same narrative like like you said sebastian like the last of us but it's a narrative of hey my friends and i like we came in first place and this is what we did how we got there or like that one moment that you won or failed right and it was Mm -hmm. like memorable and you get to retell these stories it's like i don't know it's like kind of like old like war stories or old sports stories of like you retelling these stories and it's like these moments that you cherish or with either your either play it by yourself or with your friends and and i and i see that with zelda because like even at work i go to work and one of my coworkers is like what happened in Zelda last night to you? What did you do? And I was like, well, I went to the shrine and did this and this. And then I ran into, you know, the guys that are, that guy that's putting up all the signs. I'm like, well, of course I have to help him. He's like, oh yeah, me too. Like I, every time I see him, uh, you know, and then the other fun thing that I've been seeing with, with this game is how people are solving the riddles and everybody <laughs> is doing it so differently. And like that in itself is almost like a narrative of like, how did you solve this puzzle? Well, I did this way. Cool. I did this way. It so such a you this is such a unique experience of a game yes uh just so so fascinating it is it is uh, it is a creative endeavor really it is because there are things that you can do like you can really do anything but like it never occurred to me i don't know if this is a spoiler but um i recently went into a shrine that taught me all kinds of things I could do with a shield. Oh, yeah. And like 
it never occurred to me to put a, <laughs> yeah. to fuse a rocket to a shield <laughs> and use that as just a way to jump up really high, like really high up. Like I don't have to be climbing mountains. I can just literally boost myself <laughs> with a rocket. Like that's wild. And it's yeah. dumb because I never thought of it. And it's such like an easy thing that, and that's the sort of thing that like, makes this game great it's not yeah. the narrative but like the fact that i can put a rocket on a shield and zoom up to the sky is so fantastic mechanically i don't know how they've done it um i i, I do want to go back to that uh like sebastian talked about fomo yeah. um and that kind of talks a little bit towards what you were saying roger about like everybody's playing this game which is a boost for it in in a way like it's it's sort of unfair because oh, like yeah <laughs> because like in a bubble if you, like there is that really fun of like just talking to other people like i just did with you guys and we're like oh you could do this with a rocket and that's so much fun so i've just had more fun with the game it in the past like five minutes or whatever i've been like talking to you guys about it and I haven't even played the game. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. boosts the fun of the game itself, which is like, it's an unfair advantage, but Zelda is doing it so well. They did it well with Breath of the Wild because you still have videos like years and years and years after the release of people doing wild things and it going viral because that's awesome to see. And this game is going to just be that, but even more. Yeah. And it's a, it's another game that like, it, it sort of crosses across a lot of genres. So like a lot of different kind of gamers can all gravitate to it. And it's like the people, the gamers who like puzzled type of gamers can play this. Like the people who do like action, R action RPGs and action adventure games can gravitate towards this game. Like the way that pe like the way people who love crafting such as Minecraft and Fortnite gravitate to this as well, because it has that kind of instant dopamine kind of like triggers to where like you get that satisfaction from building something you didn't even think was possible so it's like i get the appeal i get why people love this i just wish i was one of them like mm -hmm. I, I just wish i like i wish i was one of those gamers who loves for one i'm not a big crafting crafting and gamer like mm -hmm. i'm not that i'm not that person like if i'm being honest i'm not that i'm also not that kind of person who like loves games to where like i guess you can say like i want a lot of actions to feel like they matter so like i i kind of want a little more like weight behind my actions in games uh, if that makes sense and i don't feel like uh, you know like if i can do anything nothing kind of feels like it matters for me mm. you know and i and i know that's just the way like i'm thinking probably logical about that but like it's just i feel like i'm not a puzzle gamer and i want a little more of a tighter narrative and like i also like love i also like i don't have any connection to these characters because like breath of the wild was my first zelda game too so there's mm. probably that that aspect that's really? gonna yeah like i i never i like my first i played like a lot of the retro nintendo consoles such as like the um super nintendo the um nes and like the um nintendo 64 but like prior like after that i kind of like skipped the gamecube skipped the wii and the wii u and i came back on board with a switch mm. and and like throughout that whole cycle i never really jumped on any zelda game because of because of that but you know like i don't so i don't have any like emotional connections to these characters but and 
like I'm gonna be honest, like the narrative of Breath of the Wild wasn't one that I felt like gravitated newcomers to the series extremely well, as opposed to like when you look at God of War 2018 or like Uncharted, uh, like Uncharted 4, like you could still play those games and like really know who these characters are and really enjoy that story without having any of the com- like connection to the past. You do get like some bonus points, obviously from knowing about the previous installments and such like that. But like, right. yeah. But so- like, as opposed to, Link, who is legitimately a silent character because yeah. they want you to embody that Link. They want that Link to be you <laughs> so they don't have him talk, which is, like, I think still a bizarre choice. But, yeah, it is a very different kind of game where the everything is left very open so that you can interpret and make it personal. And it does... Um, probably have a lot to do with the fact that most people have a a great nostalgia for this particular series it's wild that breath of the wild is sort of your first experience with zelda i feel like i would never tell anyone to do that because i think breath of the wild in order to like understand what a bizarre and like innovative change it was in 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 the series and what it meant at that time, you have to have sort of gone through and, and experienced the more linear games. But even in those old, like even in the old, old games, like all the way back in like the classic consoles, like the story was never really that important. It was the, the journey, it's the journey, not the destination kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the idea of like, going around and solving puzzles and figuring things out and 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 feeling cool because you did something in the world like i think it's funny because breath of the wild and by extension tears of the kingdom is uh they are both really different in the way that they sort of approach things mechanically and design wise but in the spirit of it i feel like it goes way back to those original games yeah in, in such a cool way yeah yeah that yeah. that 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 blows my mind too that that was your first <laughs> zelda yeah. game because, yeah like and i and it's interesting because being your first zelda game like like jill said like you didn't not experiencing like the other zelda games before this and like what a like what a turning point breath of the wild was mm-hmm I, you know, like, I I can understand the magnitude of, like, this being the first open world Zelda game and such like that. And I can understand, like, especially me being an, uh, like, I love the Horizon Forbid, like, the Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden yeah. West games. Mm-hmm. Like, I love games that were inspired by Zelda. I, like, recently, you know, I played through, like, Little Gator game, which is almost yeah, like, yeah. yeah, for sure, shout out to that game. It's like, which is very much inspired by Breath of the Wild. It's like, I I've played other games though, and Tunic was another one that's inspired Tunic, by yeah, Zelda yeah. by like Zelda elements. I've played games that are inspired by it, but like again, I just never really owned those consoles, like except for like the Super Nintendo and like the Nintendo sixty four. But like I really was like by that time I was so enthralled with what like the other consoles makers were doing at that time. Like I was, you know, like I was a big PlayStation one guy. I was a big Xbox, like original Xbox guy. Like I love, I loved like the kingdom hearts games growing up and different things like that. It's just like, I, you know, I understand the magnitude of Zelda. Like I understand like the, 
I understand why people love this game. It's just like, I don't, it's like all the elements that they crafted in this are like extremely well done. And I could, this game is high, like highly polished. I can't believe they did all this with 16 gigs. Like I, I can't believe it, yeah, but like, it's like they almost had, it's almost like they wrote a script of a game and all everything in that script isn't necessarily something that like, it's not a, it's not in the, in like, it's not a movie made for me, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm not oh, a, I'm not an extreme puzzle guy. So like half the, the whole world is full. Of, it's just, it is a puzzle game. Like it's a puzzle yeah. game first before anything else. And like all the shrines and everything like that. Like, so I'm like, I'm not a puzzle guy. I'm not a guy who likes, like, I want to learn about characters. I don't want to learn about a world. And this game is like, kind of like, it has characters and it has a world for you to explore, but none of those characters sort of like really leave a huge impression. It's like, I like collecting things in games, but then like Korok seeds, you know, like you collect all of them and you get a a poop trophy, you know? So so it's, it's, it is one of those things to where like, I get why people love this and I get why this is almost like based on like, the trajectory what Elden Ring did last year where everyone was talking about it. It was a moment in time sort of game. Like it was the social game to play. I get that this game is just like that in the sense to where like everyone loves this game. Everyone's talking about it. This is probably going to be like, this is game of the year right here. Like it's like, I don't see any other game competing with it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, dang, I wish I could love it just like everyone else. I wish this had like, a little more element Sebastian elements to it versus like games like Spider-Man, for instance, where it also has an open world, but I can say like, Oh my goodness. I really loved the way they did Mary Jane. I love the way they did Miles Morales. Like I love that living, breathing world that is New York. That feels like it's highly populated and highly lived in. And like, I also like games that have like more robust combat systems. Whereas like, tears of the kingdom is like the same combat as breath of the wild which is essentially it's so smart because like it kind of tricks you but essentially it's like only five different combat buttons in this entire game it's like Mm -hmm. you can block you can you can block parry you can um like move to the side or backflip which is essentially just one dodge mechanic and then like you then you have a strike button and you can strike in different ways but that's pretty much it you know like it is a very simple combat system, but like they kind of like all the ways you can kind of like utilize your tools kind of makes it feel like it's more robust as a combat system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's, what's interesting to me is because I think you're in a unique exper- uh, perspective because the fact that like I played Zelda games, Jill played Zelda games, like we have this nostalgia feel for these characters as well. Right. Like, Link has always been the silent protagonist in like he's always been like every version of Link is different except for this one like this is the most interesting where it's a direct sequel but other than that like every every Link story was there's elements of the same but it's like oh it's a little bit different in every Zelda game but you don't have the nostalgia and when you were talking about like Spider-Man and uh, you know, in other games that you're talking about you like you had a tie to those characters and that to me I think is the interesting part because you are coming from such a unique perspective that you're like, this is just an open world game, guys. I don't understand what you <laughs> It's so fascinating about this. We're like, no, this is a fat, like, 
but it's a neat, unique experience. And I love that, that you have, I mean, I know you're right. like, I wish I had that. I wish I had what you guys have. And I'm like, yeah, but also you're coming from a very different perspective that maybe you're just like, this doesn't resonate with me because I just feel like this has been done before. And eh, you might be right in some aspects too, right? right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it, almost like someone watched Endgame. Yeah. The first <laughs> yeah. MCU yeah. movie. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't understand why this is so cool. <laughs> um, but look, at the same time, it actually makes me really excited that Sebastian has such a different view. Yeah. Because that means where we are in video games is awesome. Because every, like there is so much available to so many people that even the thing that... I think most people are going to say is the game of the year is, is something that's not for everyone, you know? And, but there are games for you, Sebastian. <laughs> like, so we have such a diverse amount of games to play right now that it's not just, you have to love Zelda or else. Cause like, that's a lot of the reason why, like, um, perhaps, I don't know if I want to speak for Roger, but um Zelda is such a beloved game because, or a series, because like when I was growing up, you just didn't have that many games. Yeah, that's what you had. <laughs> so like that, you played Zelda over and over and yes. over again because that was the big game and you got that one game and you played it, you know? Yes. And, and, and the first Zelda game also had very much the same elements that this one does in the fact that going to school and talking, hey, did you... Did you beat that second that second dungeon? Yeah, how did you do that? Right, mm -hmm. like the same kind of elements of like talking about it with your friends. Uh, you know, it, it's that same thing. But I think Jill, I think you're right because because of the fact that there was we didn't have a lot of options, right? Mm -hmm. Like growing up playing Zelda, like that was. And the other thing, like games were really expensive back then, and like they still are expensive now. But I mean, like I. I am still shocked that my parents bought an NES for us. Yeah, 100%. $200. And like $200, even to me, I'm like, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I want to drop that, right? But like $200 back in 84 or 86, whenever it came out, like that's insane. Mm -hmm. And like, I think about like my parents, my, my dad was the only one working. So I'm like, how did we even afford that thing? Um, but yeah, I, I, but that's, but you, this is such a cool moment. Like you said, Joe, like a cool moment that in video games that there's so, it's such a diverse, uh, portfolio out yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love that about the media right now that we're consuming. Like so cool. Yeah. It, it's like, I'm also just a little salty that like the two <laughs> sure games, games of the year are two games that didn't resonate with me personally. Cause I'm like, I want to be a part of the conversation. There might be dog. something wrong with you. I don't know. Oh but yeah, for be. sure. For sure. I mean, it, it might be, but I'm like, if Spider-Man was like the, the game everyone was talking about, I'd be right there with y'all. I'd be uh -huh. like, yeah, dog, let's go. There's Venom now. I'm like, or if like, if Uncharted was that game, like this is kind of how I felt like, um when there was a conversation of like red dead redemption 2 it was oh, like a big part of the conversation and i was just like okay i'm right there with y'all dog man i understand why y'all like this i'm right there i'm like i'm enjoying this my horse just took a poop it's so realistic like <laughs> i was you know i was one of those people who was feasting back then with like the game like enjoying the game of the year when everyone else was playing it like it's just so i'm kind of like missing out on like 
the last two years because like Elden Ring, I admire, but I, it's not like again, it's it, uh, some of the same problems I have with like Tears of the Kingdom. I have with Elden Ring, you know, they're just they're just kind of there. But like I am, I I want to like be respectful. I love like the things that they accomplish in this game. Like this is magnificent. The draw distance, the um, the draw distance, the time that it takes to get to the sky, all the way down to the, like the very pits, like the elements of like exploration in this game are amazing the fact that like you can literally like shoot a random thing in a in a korok like uh, one of those korok seeds just like pops up and, and is granted to you like i like a like i like how much work was put into this game i can tell it's extremely polished it's just like mm-hmm. man it is not a sebastian game no I, sebastian i totally feel you on this because for most of of my career in games I felt so pressured to like, and for the most part, I had to be involved in in the AAA space because that's where you know most of the news is. That's where things are happening in big outlets. Um, and like, I feel I feel with you because most of the time, like the big games weren't the things that I was like, "Did you guys play Tunic? It was amazing." <laughs> um, and sort of that's where I am, and I, and I feel like left out because like I'm not in love with these big games. But like on the flip side, like what we were talking about before, with like the games space being so wide, it's like I hope Sebastian that you do not feel really left out. I hope that you are finding games this year that are 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 speaking to you personally, and if those are your games of the year. It doesn't matter if everyone in the world besides you thinks another game is the best game. Like, whatever your best game is should be your best game. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm not feeling pressure to vote. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom is my game of the year by, by no means. But, like, I am, I am, I do admire, like, aspects of it. Like, I can step aside and it's almost like I appreciate the art, but I wouldn't, like, want it in my home sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so I, I'm still playing it and I'm one of, like, I'm a kind of, like, I got to see the journey through and maybe I'll change my mind as like I go on because I think I've only beaten like two of these like mystery phenomenons that's happened in the world. But like I haven't beaten a single one yet. Oh, you've been I getting lost in the world. Just, just picked a direction and went that way. And like I have not cared about this. Like, again, the story is not like a focus for me at all. I do not think that the narrative is the thing to focus on. I literally have just in the world and enjoying my life. My little yeah. Zelda life with my little Zelda horses. <laughs> I will say, Roger, you're like the topic of the show being like, how much is Zelda going to like uh, almost revolutionize like the industry? And is this the best game ever? Like is an interesting one because I do think like, just like I was saying earlier with like Tunic and our uh, and even Little Gear game, I do think like Tears of the Kingdom is going to change a lot going forward, especially yeah. on the indie level. How many people do you see, or how many games do we see next year with like an ascend? Oh or yeah. Like a oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm so excited, yeah. or a fuse. Like yeah. I'm very excited by all of that. Um, oh yeah. I mean, is- even now, I'm like, um, you've heard of what Shumi Come Home? Yeah. Like, oh, they, was- is it? It's still Shumi. They had to change the name. I remember. They had to change the name. I I don't know what the new name is. Is it Shishumi? I think it's like Mushi or. Oh, that's Shumi. Whatever the name is, it's it's very cute. Mm-hmm. 
And even in it, it has like Breath of the Wild kind of elements into it. You know, I love, you know, with the gliding system and everything like that. Yeah, it looks cute. I, I'm kind of eager to jump into that and, and see what that's all about as well. But like, yeah, um, it's just on the AAA level, like I admire, I admire everything this game, like Tears of the Kingdom is doing. It's just, you know, like I... I, I kind of haven't had like the AAA experience to where I'm like, oh, that's my game this year. On the indie side, I've been feasting though. Like, yeah, yeah, feast. Yeah, I'm like, indies have been coming out. Like, they're overshadowed this year because all the AAA games have been co- quite good this year. Like, I think the beginning of the year was real strong because we didn't have a lot of like looming games. But to um to discuss what the topic is apparently of the show. <laughs> um, Are we 51 minutes in and we got to the topic? We got now. to it, you guys. We got to it. Um, I'm very interested by this idea because um, anybody who doesn't know, I originally started as a game informer uh, and I'm still very tied to that community. And Game Informer gave Tears of the Kingdom at Kyle Hilliard, who is a lovely human being and a fellow redhead, um <laughs> he gave Tears of the Kingdom a 9.75, which is a really controversial score to give a game. Uh because most people look at it and they're like, why don't you just give it a 10? Hmm. Um and the I part of the reason that Kyle explains he gave it that is because it's not like Breath of the Wild, he also reviewed and gave a 10. Hmm. Um and the reason for that is because Breath of the Wild was this moment in Zelda. The Zelda timeline just totally took off in a different direction. And Tears of the Kingdom is a sequel. And it does have all of, like, it has a, a lot of new fantastic things. But it, it is a, a sequel built upon the foundation of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, I think to his mind that kept it from being a 10 and i having kind of played uh too much of it at this point but not enough <laughs> um i i sort of agree i don't think that it's going to in the grand scheme of things in 10 years if we if gq does another 100 best games i don't think tears of the kingdom is going to be uh out i don't think it's going to outrank Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild was such a unique uh, explosion of different and just completely changed the way Zelda games worked. Um, But I do think that they took a lot of what like very like even small things like being able to get rid of something when you open a chest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, come on, that's amazing. I know. I actually, I I messaged Kyle because I listened to uh, the game or I listened to all things Nintendo when he was on the show with Brian. Mm -hmm. And he said about like, that was a, you know, a, a, something that should have been in breath of the wild, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. where like your, your, your info is, or your, um, your stash is full and you have to drop a weapon. You have to go into the menus, remove that weapon and then pick up the new weapon. And I messaged him, I said, it's so funny that you said that because instinctively the first time I came across a chest and I'm like, oh, I don't have enough room. I went into my menus to drop. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's great that yeah. they're doing that. And yeah. the fact that everything's just, everything's just so smartly designed. Like yes. when you get a new tower, 
yeah, they plop you up into the sky, and that's just hilarious. I love the new powers. <laughs> yeah, I did. And too. there's something to do on every level. So, like, you see something in the sky, and you're like, oh, I was gonna, when I was on the ground, I had spotted like a shrine or something. So I was gonna glide over to that, but now I see something over here I have to do, and I'm totally and completely off track again. Um, <laughs> And then when you're there, you get caught by something else and caught by yeah. something else. And the loops are just so good. And they just yeah. continuously feed on them, feed on each other and feed you more and more into the game where you're like, okay, but I, I stopped at an inn for the night and now I only have one pony point until I get the next reward. <laughs> so I really want to just do something. Like I got to go catch another horse. And then while I was catching a horse, I ran into like some poor stable hand who was getting attacked by a monster. So I had to defeat them. But then there was like a cave and I got to go get one of those cave gem things because I want, want to give that to whoever, like, I don't want to spoil what what's going on there, but you know, so it's just yeah. like, you can never stop playing this game essentially because you're just always like, Oh, just five more minutes. And then you look up and it's two in the morning. Yeah. That's you what know, happened to me yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Jill, that you like you and your and Cal's perspective on this, because like from my understanding, like the way a lot of people are looking at this, like being some a lot of people think this is better than Breath of the Wild. So it almost feels like a um like a um Empire Strikes Back or a Return of the Jedi kind of like feel versus like a new hope. You know, to where like everyone, everyone loves the like thinks that's like the creme de la creme of the series. But then like A New Hope was the first one to do it, you know? Right. Yeah, I it's an interesting argument, which I think over time, like just I guess just my opinion, I think over time Breath of the Wild will be held up more for um, historical relevance, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Versus like Tears of the Kingdom, which is doing every almost everything better, and is built upon things, has built quality of life things, has included way more of the world in different ways that I don't want to spoil, and it may be a more like engaging, compelling game, but I think historically speaking we tend to look back on games for how how much impact they had on on their surroundings and on the industry and i think that breath of the wild will be the more impactful game okay okay i have yeah. a question for you all both and this is like yeah. not necessarily like a spoiler considering like if you watch anything of this game people know about it so the power system is a little different here whereas like we had bombs and and like the stasis and all those kind of things in the in Breath of the Wild. Do y'all like that? Do you like the Ultra Hand and like Ascend and all that kind of stuff better than the 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 power set that we got in the in Breath of the Wild? Yes, I yeah, do too. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Because um, I know a lot of people are sad that like bombs are gone because uh, it was always nice to have like unlimited bombs. But I think with like in combination with the like the zonai technology and devices and and things 
and the ability with the ability to fuse with different things, you can essentially get all of that uh, functionality, but in different, more creative ways. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, in in, I mean, going back to your point too, Jill, about the cultural refer uh, relevance of Breath of the Wild. I, I agree. I think that Breath of the Wild, from a like a cultural standpoint, is probably more of an important uh, moment in time for Zelda, or and, 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 yeah, for the Zelda games for sure. But the one thing I will say, the thing that I think that is gonna years to come i think years to come yet is people are still going to be boggled by is the physics yes. and how this game is able to incorporate the physics mechanics that they can allowing people to solve the problems solve the puzzles in any way they really want to and mm -hmm. the game doesn't break it's that wild. that is wild and i think to me i i 100 agree that breath of the wild culturally is like a turning point and it should and always probably be higher on tears of the kingdom but from a from a like technical aspect i think that tear the kingdom is just so mind-boggling crazy but you know do you remember when breath of the wild came out they said the same thing about the fact that you can go anywhere i remember people saying this like it's crazy you can go anywhere you see it you can go there in fact i think <laughs> i remember hearing kyle talk about that you see it, you can go there. You can, yeah. as long as Such you, know, you can climb there, right? And like, and and the idea was birthed in Breath of the Wild that you could solve puzzles in any way. Like, yeah. there's the famous like um, the treehouse before the game was actually announced. I think it was the E3 treehouse where you like saw someone climb up to a boulder on uh, on top of like a ridge, just overlooking a, a little. Uh, camp and you could push the boulder down and that's how you <laughs> killed everyone yes. and it's like just that small kind of logical physics based thing in a zelda game was wild and and a hundred percent hands down technically speaking tears of the kingdom takes the cake like yeah. i cannot believe like they do that and then everything else that we couldn't even imagine before like i literally have no idea how they program descend like yeah, every crazy. single thing you can go through mountains you can go through caves you can go through buildings like everything that anyone could have overhead at any moment they had to think about and that's mind-boggling yeah yeah it makes <laughs> i think brian said this too it makes rooms a lot higher like the yeah. ceilings or mm -hmm. there's no ceiling right and you look up and you're like oh there's no ceiling to this uh to this shrine that's interesting interesting yeah <laughs> or there is but you can't ascend through it like as like that fire and ice one uh my balloons went all the way to the top and i was like oh no and then i was like oh it's fine because yeah. there is a ceiling there it's just you can't see it yeah it's okay <laughs> uh um any last thoughts on this before we move into uh games we're playing i'm good thank you though like i i love i love this game i like i know i'm a big i'm a big indies person and but i know that this is going to be the game of the year like i personally am probably not going to have it in my top 
definitely not my top spot. Who knows if it's my top three? Because like like Sebastian, I do um, connect a lot more to games that are kind of uh, emotionally compelling and uh, narratively driven. Uh, and there were a lot of great indie games this year. Um, I was trying to think of like how you compare a game like Breath of the Wild to a game that's so so densely and emotionally packed like a season also good right like how do you compare those two games because they're so apples and oranges you know um and and yeah it it's gonna be an interesting end of the year for me to try to figure all of this out but it it, that is such an exciting problem to have i love video games yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's an amazing time to be a gamer for sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, what games are you playing? Jill, we'll start with you. What games are you playing right now? Um, so I definitely want to give a shout out to a game that has a demo right now. And I got to preview it, so I'm not currently playing the demo. Uh, but it is called Chasing the Unseen. Hmm. I like that title. Yes, please, please, please go check this out. It is so bizarre and familiar and upsetting and compelling like it is a a just cacophony of beautiful things you know like it is a game that is it as close as you can be to being in a dream but like not a good dream not a nightmare (laughs) but like a dream where for some reason it's just like yep of course so i had to go do this and like something is happening and you are going to be lost and confused but you're provoked to do things um the basic idea you're 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 it's a demo so it's only about half an hour long or so uh you are playing as a character i have no backstory on who this character is but there's you you know you're in a situation you don't want to be in and you want to find find your way um it's a very beautiful 3D game. Like you've got a misty dreamlike, like waves of grass and twisting and turning like landscapes that just boggle the mind that aren't uh, like if you picture sort of Dolly's uh, melting clocks. Yeah. Like that's sort of where we are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and you you go through the universe there's not much in the way of like direct storytelling it's all sort of figuring things out as you go there's climbing you're walking through I, I like i got to the point where i'm like oh i could climb this tree and i'm climbing and all of a sudden a giant octopus creature flies out of the sky and swoops down over my head and i like i the player actually got scared so i just like <laughs> ran down the tree and i was hiding i was like what the heck was that it's gonna get me <laughs> and it's just like i cannot fully explain to you the feelings that this game made me feel and you know that that's like an amazing experience to have because as a game writer it is my job to do this and i do this very often and i like to find the right, right words to say uh it, to describe to you what a situation is like um but it really is something that you have to experience 
Hmm. Um, so please go check that out. It's called Chasing the Unseen. It's a demo, free demo up on Steam right now. It, it will take you very little time, but like it's going to make you feel some things. So be prepared for that. Like scared or like, like feelings, feelings? Either way, I'm in. Yeah. Well, I'm not I mean, in for scared. I'm going to tell you no. that right now. I'm, I'm not going to this game. I'm a chicken as well, but I'm like, <laughs> she, she no, made it. You're not she gonna made be, no good. You're not going to be like, it, it is not a horror game in that way. Okay. Okay. It is unsettling just because like something, it's like everything is, is very beautiful. But like something is just somehow not right, you know. Hmm. You sound like you're describing Dredge as well. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is not even that level of of horror because Dredge, in some aspects, is it is a a thrillerish mm -hmm. game, psychological. This one is just I can't put my finger on. It's just like someone. Like, can you explain why you feel weird when someone hits that note? Hmm. You know, that one specific note that's just like, oh, I feel it in my bones. But no, it's it's an amazing it's amazing demo to check out. Please go check that out. Okay. Um, besides that, you know, of course, is that live? But um, Darkest Dungeon Two oh, came out. Yeah. The 1.0 release came out very recently. Uh. That was, I think, May 8th. Um, and I'm still throwing bodies at that, you know? <laughs> uh, that is scary. Well, yeah, I won't play that. In the more scarier realm. It's not, it's not like, spooky or, like... It's suspenseful. Scary. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to die a lot. <laughs> it's brutal. Um, but beautiful. And it's one of those games... I love these games that makes you feel actually proud of yourself like games is a medium in which uh it, it's it is unique among entertainment mediums because you can feel pride mm. whereas like when you're watching say a movie or a tv show like you don't feel pride that you watched a movie or yeah. whatever yeah. um like you literally feel proud of yourself for getting through Oh my gosh, that fight was amazing! I can't believe I pulled that off. Like, you know, so and it, it is another one of these games that, like, once I start playing, I just can't put down because it's it's like, oh, I'll just I'll take one more segment and then I'll be done. And then of course, like, two of my people get into a good relationship, and I'm like, oh, now I have to go further because like I have such a good synergy going on here. But yeah, hundred yeah. percent, check that out. That's awesome. It's funny that you say that about the, you know, video games, like, give you this ability to feel pride or feel like you accomplished something, right? right? Because Also shame. And also, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but it's interesting to say that because there's a, so my, my side gig is that I'm an instructional designer. <laughs> That's my real gig. Um, but there's a big debate amongst designers about whether or not game of where gamification fits into instructional design right mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people are like it's a fad it's gonna go away it's not a thing that's gonna last and i and i've been like on this like soapbox saying listen it's more gamification is not just 
like how do you make it into like a video game i said think about like how video games how different your experience is when you're playing a game versus reading a book like you are immersed like the the character that you're playing whether it's you or your or you're playing as, as a protagonist like they either succeed or fail because of what you do mm-hmm. as right so it's so immersive and think about that from like a learning perspective like if you can take that and say like you felt proud in the moment that you were able to figure out this complicated task that you have to do for your job right like and you're able to like put that behind some kind of like gamification like you know gamify that like how cool is that right it's like in a safe environment that you're able to like show like that you gain some knowledge or that you uh that you are able to understand and able to apply certain concepts and you get the sense of pride because of it much more than here here's an instruction manual read this and figure out the, how to run the right. software right uh-huh. such a different like sorry i know it's very nerdy and that that's i just love going down that path but this is what i love about even our media like how different it can be like just from a from like not just from like a gamer's perspective, but like really how it can apply to even our overall world, right? Like, yeah. and it, it is happening. It's happening. So you need to teach those fools a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they give me. They're like, you have ten minutes to talk. What do you What do you want to say? I'm like, what's well, ten minutes? <laughs> uh, what else? Are you playing anything else? Um, uh, for, I have. A couple of things up on the site for like impressions and things. I like next next week. I uh, is going to be a deluge, so keep an eye out. I don't think I can talk <laughs> about anything yet, though. Okay. Um. So currently up on the site, I have impressions for Super Bunny Man, which is yeah as hilarious as it sounds. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, a physics-based game where you're just a dude in a, in a bunny suit, and the only way you can get by is hopping. Um, and then. You know, it's got party mode so you can kill your friends. And it's just, it's an absurd and silly (laughs) good time. Uh, I have Tin Hearts went up recently. It's a nice little puzzle game uh, where you're trying to guide these little wind-up soldier, toy soldiers. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's got a little narrative hidden in there. It's very lovely and very comforting so far. Uh, But I think it's going to probably hit you in the feels as you go farther through. And then uh, death or treat impressions I put up last week. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Any game where I get to use the I'm here to uh, kick ass and chew bubblegum joke is is good in my book. Um, Nice. So, yeah. Uh, All all great things. Check them out if you can. Yeah. And where where can they check those out again? Hmm. Uh, They're all PC. (laughs) I played them all on PC. But I mean, where can you you read them? Oh, oh. Oh, you can go to the indie. Sorry, I'm not going to promote my own stuff. Uh, the indieinformer.com. There you go. There you go. Uh, Sebastian, what have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing a little game. You may or may not have heard of it called Death or Treat as well. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I just, uh, I completed the final boss like, it's like oh. a couple, like maybe 45 minutes before we got on this call. So good on uh, you. Mowed that down. I, I love roguelike games. Like, they're there. That's the genre where I don't need a story. Roguelike yeah. and roguelike games. I don't need a story. Just give me some good gameplay and I'm all in. But like, 
I loved, I love this game. It is, unfortunately, like, I am running across some, like, freezing issues in the game. So, you know, like, it kind of hampers the overall, like, my overall enjoyment of it. But I do really like it. It kind of reminds me of Rogue Legacy, except, like, a Halloween trick-or-treat version of it. Yes. So, um, yeah, I love, love me some Rogue Legacy. That was probably my indie game of the year last year. So I thoroughly enjoyed that one. And then... I've also beat um, Horizon Burning Shores this past week. Really enjoyed that. I I love Horizon. Like that's that's my Zelda right now. Like in the sense to where like it's an open world. I I connect with all those characters. Love the side quests. Like the, uh, Burning Shores, the DLC for Forbidden West is like everything I wanted out of out of Forbidden West. Like I can't finally got to see Aloy be human again. Like mm-hmm. actually have emotions and her relationship with Seika is so good in that game. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Hunt the Night is another one I played recently. Um, okay. Indie game. I re- uh, played that. Um, it's kind of reminds me of like, it kind of has some Castlevania elements to it. Kind of feels a little like a 2D Witcher kind of, kind of experience experience that it's hard is all get out. So it kind of feels very souls like in that regards, like it's a fun one. And then, Coffee Talk to yeah, Hibiscus yeah. and Butterflies mowed that down as well. That was that's been my chill and relaxed game for like the last two, maybe three weeks. Love, love the story, the soundtrack even more so. So, been playing a lot of that, and of course, you know, you know like Tears of the Kingdom and Tears. Like, been playing that. I'm a I'm gonna see that all the way through, despite like how I feel about it at this current moment. But then, um, I've been sort of like. I want to play all the major AAA games this year, so I next up after Tears of the Kingdom is going to be um, RE4 Remake because I've never played one of those. I never played the original RE4. I've played, you know, all the remakes up until now, though. Yeah, I played like five minutes of the original, and I was like, okay, yeah, that was cool. That Very was brave fun. of you, Roger. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm a chicken as well. I made it to the first village and I'm like, oh, okay, these people don't like me. I think I'm done. I think yeah. I'm done playing this. <laughs> I'm a chicken as well. I just, you know, I'm so interested to see like, because a lot of people, that's a lot of people's like top 10, top like yeah. five games yeah. of all time. And I'm kind of interested on the outside looking in trying to see like, oh, how's this game for a newcomer to this particular game going to feel like? And yeah. I'm always interested in that because a lot of the times I find games that I I knew, uh, like I know, are well, well known and like well renowned in in what they do and such like that. And I kind of missed out on it the first go around, and I fall in love with it. So like, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. So I'm kind of ir- interested to see where it falls on on like my likability there. Hmm. Wish you luck on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. a chicken, so I'm gonna need all that luck. <laughs> I I had I had, I have a friend. Uh, he doesn't live here anymore. He he moved. He moved away. But when he did live here, he had a VR headset. This is before I had a VR headset. And oh, he was no. like, come over. Uh, I want you to try VR. And I was like, okay. Oh, and no. you know what the first thing he... Yes. It was Biohazard, thing, wasn't it? Uh, it was... It was, uh, was that the Resident Evil game? Yeah, Resident Evil 7 yeah. Biohazard. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. got me in VR. I was terrified. No, it was just a demo, though, of it. So you're sitting there on a chair. He's like, sit down. I was like, okay. Hold this controller. I'm like, okay. And then, like, your character's tied up. So, like, it was really interesting because you're holding the control. I was holding the controller, but I couldn't move my hands. And I looked at my wrist, and it's like my hands were tied. And your buddy is, like, on the ground. 
and then you hear the scurrying around and the whole time i'm like i don't want to look and he's like just look just look and he's watching on his tv laughing at me and i'm like i don't want to do this <laughs> oh that's terrible sad. oh he laughed so hard he thought that was so funny uh and i was just like i don't want to he's all right try job simulator i'm like okay this is right up my alley i'll play this game any day uh, but yeah, that was very funny. I I don't do well with with scary games. I understand. Sure. Same here. I'm gonna try to be brave though, because it's either this or Dead Space, and I, I'm like, oh I no, yeah, do I, this instead. <laughs> I, I, I haven't tried out either one of those before, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly what I did, but apparently I've given people the impression that I play scary games. <laughs> so like a couple of the ones I have coming up are like actually like legit scary games. Like, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> I wish you well. You as well, you as well. Anything else, Sebastian? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, like I... I'm enjoying my time with all these good games like Jill was saying earlier like I you know there's a lot of different things for a lot of different people out there and I've happened uh even though a lot of the AAA space hasn't like landed for me personally outside of like Hi-Fi Rush like I'm feasting with indie games this year mm -hmm. like absolutely amazing catalog of indies that have released this year yeah and I want to shout out a couple that are coming out like right around the corner because I am a big case of the golden idol fan Oh, yeah. Um, they just announced that The Case for Golden Idol is coming out on Switch alongside the new DLC, Spider of Lanka. So if you've not checked that game out yet and you have a Switch and that's the reason you haven't played it, pick it up because it is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then June 8th, which is pretty close around the corner, you've got Bleak Sword coming to Switch as well. Switch and oh, PC. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a very fun game. I did a preview of it. At some point, you can check out on the IndianFarmer.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You are uh, an terminator of of coverage, Jill, and I completely I admire that about you. Uh, like yeah. I, I know, I mean, but I mean, honestly, though, I some people that I have in Discord, I'm a I'm a big fan of, um, like anything that's that's GI fam related. Um, so MinMax, I, I am in the Discord a lot, and I had to go to that Discord for support today because I had a huge anxiety attack uh, regarding getting my um, my emails down because my inbox was just out of control. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no, I have to. And it was like my brain was trying to save me from the anxiety I was feeling, so it was telling me to go do other things. <laughs> so I just could never get it done and i'm like guys i need help i'm spiraling and everyone there is just so nice and they're like you know we'll, we'll support you and and they got me through it but like uh yeah it is so much fun to like play things and to get to do all of this but like there's such a weird uh thing that happens in your brain when it's like work and you need to get stuff done and um it is uh, i try very hard and sometimes it's overwhelming and I try to give myself some, some mental time, but you know what, everybody, everybody just take a moment, think about your life. If you are feeling stressed, just take a deep breath, like do a body scan real fast, make sure you're not like hunched up and, and bunched all your muscles, but let it, let's, let's all just have a moment. Just a nice, we're all in a safe spot. Yeah. Okay. You're amazing. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, that, that, I agree. I mean, like, this is a crazy thing about, like, people that don't, like, cover games like you do. Like, they don't understand, like, how much goes into that. Yes. Like, a lot of invisible work yes. goes into it. Um, yes. Because I think Janet Garcia was talking about this. A uh, really good thread if anybody wants to check it out on Twitter uh, a little while back. Because she is also just absolutely killing it. Um, Shout out she, to Pin and Pixels. Yes. She takes a vacation every, I think, every month or so. It's like, I can't, or every three months. I can't remember exactly what it is. But she like, she's like, okay, for my mental health, I'm going to make sure to take a vacation regularly i'm like that is so smart <laughs> um but yeah it it is um it's funny because when i meet people uh and i tell them what i do most of the time there's some sort of response along the lines of like so you play video games all day and <laughs> and you know that's not 100 percent wrong mm. uh, i do play a lot of video games but there's so much work that goes into just like connecting and finding games and and the writing part of it and the even playing the game I play differently when I'm reviewing or, or doing some sort of article on a game because I have to stop the game every two seconds to like write down notes to make sure that I have everything I need for when I do get to that process and um, making connections and like um, socializing is not the right word. It's like when you connect business wise. Anybody else? Got a word? No. Uh, when you build relationships? Yeah, you like you go out and you connect with people with the intention yeah. of like businessy. Networking. There's a word. Networking. I know. Yeah. Networking. Uh, networking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, networking is such a big part of this, yes. and like figuring out what's going on and when. Um, and yeah, I just sometimes I like a big part of my my worry this morning was because like I just didn't get a lot done because I was trying to get through all of this and I'm like ah oh, there's nothing up on this side and um you know I think eventually my plan is for the Indian former to grow that is the goal um I don't think I'm at a good place yet for to make you know whatever next steps I need to make but I'm getting there and it's getting to the point where it's like Maybe one person doing all of it isn't like the ideal. So hopefully I get to a spot where I feel like, okay, we can start expanding and, and sort of be able to delegate. But um, like, it's a, it's so funny. Cause it's like, there are, it's good, good problems to have, you know, like I'm so, so grateful that I get to do this and I'm so excited about all of the projects that I have coming up. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, no, I have, like, a million things that I have to do by next week, and I don't know I'm going to do it all. Um, yes. But it's so fun. Uh, no, I agree. And and Janet is one of the hardest working people in this industry as well. Absolutely. Like, um, but I was just talking to a friend about this, and it's like, <laughs> this happened to me, uh, when you enjoy something so much, right, it can become like I, it can become almost addicting in a way right mm -hmm. and to the point where you forget about the fact like hey you have to take care of yourself as yeah. well <laughs> like 
uh and i was just talking about that i was i said how gamerheads was that for me for i have to check myself all the time because i'm like i cannot go down that path where it just consumes me to the point where it hurts like relationships and stuff like that right so uh yeah i i know it's i i every day i'm like I should be posting like five articles today. I should be doing this. And I'm like, no, you know what? That's not, that's not important right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, what's important, Roger, is that kid's baseball game. Yeah, exactly. You got to play first base. It was amazing. That is uh, really cool. <laughs> yeah. I think um, we all struggle with these type of things. Cause yes. I'm like me, myself, I'm like, I have, I have trouble like celebrating the little wins in life. Yeah, like I'm always too. looking toward that's the next too. big thing and like, oh, this isn't enough. Like I need to get to the next plateau. So yeah. I understand. Yeah, it's just go easy on yourselves. Yes. Um, I just want to talk about one other game that I've been playing besides Tear of the Kingdom. Uh, I've also been playing a game called Murtop. I think that's how you pronounce it. M-U-R-T-O-P. Oh. It Tell is... us about that one. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's it's an arcade style game. So like if you play Dig Dug, you it kind of looks like dig dug in a way but also like bomberman as well so you're okay. a little rabbit and you have to dig through these different levels of dirt and there's different enemies there and you drop bombs um and then the bombs will explode uh as far as your burrow goes so like if you dug a hole straight down you drop a bomb it'll go the, the explosion will go straight up so you got to get out of the path of the explosion as well and obviously these are the bombs that you use to kill the bad guys as well and it is tough oh my gosh this game is like i love it because it's it's you know it's an arcade game and i love arcade games like arcade games are like one of my favorite things i wish i wish we lived in a world where there were more arcades yeah they should come back yeah i love arcades so much uh this game just feels like i mean it is an arcade game but it feels like it should be in a cabinet like playing it that way um but boy it is tough and i and i it's like when you first played pac-man and you're like i can do better than than that i'm gonna do another (laughs) run and you do another run and do another run that's how this game is because i'm like okay all right that was good enough i got the third top score but you know what if i would have just played this a little bit differently I can do, I can get a higher score. And that's, <laughs> like, that's like the tale of like a good arcade game that mm-hmm. it just keeps pulling you in, right? So, um, so that just came out on a Switch this week, actually, uh, Thursday, uh, the 18th. So, um, that sounds fun. So, yeah. And it, I think it's, I, I'm reviewing it. So I, I don't know the price off the top of my head, but I think it's, it's under five, under $10. So I think. I am currently on the Steam page. It looks like there is an introductory offer that has it at oh, three yes. ninety nine. That's right. It's it is twenty percent off. I think right now. So check that game out. Um, but yeah, but then other than that, a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I <laughs> I played last night. I got my I got my Link Amiibo, my Tears of the Kingdom Link. Oh, cute yesterday and i was like oh i'm just gonna log in to see what i get today with my amiibo and then three hours later i'm like how did i get over here uh you know it was just one of those situations where i was going to the west and then i was like i listened to all things nintendo and kyle suggested you go northeast first 
So I was like, all right, I got to loop around and go back the other way. So for and- us, directly, directionally challenge people, <laughs> which, which direction, are, like which um, like event, like element is northeast? Which element is northeast? Yeah, because... I don't know. Jill, do you know? Because I haven't gotten that far yet. No, because here's the thing. I also heard Kyle say that, and I was like, right, <laughs> northeast. And I started going northeast, and I got so distracted. Yeah, I was like, I'm thinking so, to myself, I'm like, what? Okay. It has a little, I, like, compass on the game, if I, I re- remember correctly, right? I think northeast is, like, Ancala, like that okay. area, like okay. Terrytown and, and all okay. that stuff. Okay. But okay. don't quote me on that, because that could be west. Like... Yeah, I got turned around. Well, so this is the same thing. I started heading northeast. I'm like, okay, I got to head northeast. And then uh, I got to a stable and I was like, oh, I left my horse in the, in the last stable. It's because I just teleported back to Hyrule. Yeah. And then uh, and then when I got there, this guy's like, oh, do you see those uh, ruins over there? Those circle ruins? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, those are pretty cool, aren't they? Oh, I'm like, yeah. They- they are very cool. I'm going to go check that out. I'm going to see and what's the, going on over there. What's going on over there? Then I'm riding along and I'm like, hey, here's a tower. And then the guy's like, um, this is, we can't get in actually to this tower. And I said, just step aside. Let me try. And is then of course. Is this the mushroom it, guy? Uh, he's an eagle guy. He's like, no, 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 no. Not like he's a, a mushroom. A mushroom like, vendor, right? He talks about like, oh, there are oh, mushrooms. Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. Yes. It, that yes. threw me for so freaking long, Roger, because I thought it was going to be about the mushrooms. And it's I was not, like, I don't find not... a mushroom. I haven't found a mushroom. It's not about the mushrooms, Roger. Okay. okay. Because that's where I'm at right now. It's not about the mushrooms. I had to stop at that point, And I was <laughs> I'm like. I'm going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> it's not about the mushrooms. Uh, that's where I stopped last night because I was like, I have to go to bed. Like, I can't continue with this. But yeah. But that was really funny was. The same thing that you were saying, Jill, earlier. It's like every little person has a problem. I'm like, all right, I'll solve your little problem for you. Uh, except for <laughs> except for this kid. He was like, hey, there's these monsters over here, and they're really bothering me. I'm like, stay here, kid. I'll take care of them. And then they killed me twice. I'm like, you know what, kid? I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, stay away. There's monsters over there. No, I got to this to this particular tower and I was so fixated on the mushroom problem and I was looking for a mushroom for so long and I just never found it. I got so frustrated I just left and went to the village yeah. and then I got so uh, carried away with what was going on there because to get the, the the thing I really wanted from that I had to go somewhere else to do something else and I'm like and then I came back and I figured out it wasn't about the mushrooms okay. so I'm glad I can impart this wisdom Yes, I I thank you because that's yeah. But right, he says, "Oh, it's locked. I can't get in." And I literally, it's like I don't believe you. And then I went it's like a wood splash, like just just hit <laughs> yeah, it with your sword. And then he was like, "I I said it was locked." <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I'm like, I know you told me. I had to try for myself. I'm an empirical type of person. Okay, <laughs> I need empirical evidence. I can't just take it for face value um so anyway so yeah that's that's what i've been playing um well let's uh let's wrap it up i guess Um, before we head out let's go around and tell people how they can find you jill how can people find you on social media uh so you can find me on twitter i am at finrun that's f-i-n-r-u-i-n and i post all my uh stories there so you can check it out that way or you could go straight to the indianformer.com and subscribe you could get an email that 
uh, tells you every time I post, or you can decide to uh, get all of the posts all at the end of the week and read through it that way. But uh, I also do have a hive that I post things oh, yeah. on as well, if anybody is still on that. so. <laughs> <laughs> I forget about my hive. I, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. It's still there. Thing. Like, I know that there are some people who like have left Twitter, and like yeah. that's one of the only places that they that keep track of my stuff. So I try as much as possible to to uh, make sure things migrate over there as well. Nice, uh, Sebastian. How can people find you? Well, you can send up the bat signal, and I will come find you. But <laughs> if you do not have a bat signal handy, you can find me um, at the Single Player Experience Podcast, available on your all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find me at Sebastian PNR on the Twitter and and basically all your favorite social media platforms as well. So that's how you can find me, Roger. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on, or you can find Gamerheads on Twitter at Gamerheads Pod. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Nintendraj, and you can go to our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com, where you can hear this show along with other shows that we have and reviews and articles. Uh, speaking of other shows, like we started a couple new shows. Uh, every Friday, you'll still get the GamerHeads Podcast, but then on Mondays, uh, I do a specialty podcast called Virtual Realities, and it's just all about virtual reality games. I interview developers and review games on that. Are you playing Humanity? No, I no. I'm so excited to start that. Oh my goodness, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, I'm not. not. Just people being like, I'm so glad that I wasn't playing Zelda so that I could play this. It's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that's I'm excited. That is high praise. Yeah. Uh no, mine is all quest. I, I have a quest headset, so um but that's that. And then and then Wednesdays. Sebastian and I have a podcast called the Game Pass Gurus, where we talk about all Game Pass games. Um, so you can check that out as well. That's yeah. all on our website at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. Oh, and uh, before you before you move on, I forgot. Yeah. I wanted to call out. I am this year going to Summer Game Fest. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Indian Former will be there, and I already have some really cool things lined up. So nice. keep an eye out for... Uh, June 8th through June 11th, I want to say, is is the Summer Game Fest time. And uh, you'll see more on the website. Nice. Awesome. Uh, well, Jill, thank you so much for joining us this week. Last minute, I reached out to you, and you're like, let's do this. So let's, thank you so much. I got my cape on, and I was ready to go. <laughs> Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us as well. Again, last minute, I reached out to you and it was very kind for you to join. So thank you so much. Oh, man, always a pleasure to be here talking to you wonderful people about all these wonderful games. Love it. Love every second of it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Listeners, thank you so much for giving us a listen. We appreciate it. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. Also follow these two folks as well. Leave them reviews and interact with them because they're cool people. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just such a pleasure to have both of you as friends. I, I really appreciate both of you. So with that, everybody, stay safe and game on, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.